three and a go. I was going to use the Let's Go Out to the Movies song, but we did that once already. And the dance and popcorn. So yeah. now I'm, I'm at a loss. Let's all go to the lobby. So, yeah, so um, we could do the Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know that that well. So we're going to talk about movies again, go figure, on this not movie mm-hmm. movie podcast. Uh, so we're going to talk about some big ones. I guess we could, you want to do, which one do you want to do first? Uh, we well, yeah, I mean, since you haven't seen it, I, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you that this past week we went as a family Slim. for the first time okay. back to the theater and we saw Jungle Cruise. Also known as The Rock Has a Boat. <laughs> yeah, or Pirates of the Caribbean on the Amazon is what it felt like to me. Did it really? Yeah, I mean, it's hits a lot of those same beats. Um, I really enjoyed it, though. I, I'm starting to find that it's easier for me to like movies. <laughs> Now, I don't know. I think this is the tale of <laughs> Captain Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. You know, it had like the mummy vibe and definitely Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Um, you know, I was on Jungle Cruise at Disney like a year ago, mm-hmm. you know, when yeah. we went to Disney World. And it, I mean, it It doesn't have to be called the Jungle Cruise. It has a little bit at the beginning to as a shout out to the ride. But Yeah, I... Uh... That was one of the things that when I went with my family and they did not want to go back to the Magic Kingdom, I put everybody's magic bands yeah. on my arm and loaded up my fast passes. That was one of the rides I did alone on that trip was the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. So. Well, it's, um, I mean, the ride's okay. It's obviously more nostalgia factor now and mm-hmm. they've taken a bunch of stuff out that was offensive to people. So. Yeah, it is one of the last kind of holdouts from like the old school yeah. Disney. Like I feel like the other one was uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which yeah. is gone now. Well, it's a small world, but yeah, I, don't, I guess that would world. never go anywhere, but that feels way dated to, sure. to me. I don't know. Uh, after having like Ride of the Rise of the Resistance and things like yeah. that. I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Well, I think that they're, they're, we're getting off topic here, but that's fine. <laughs> we're, they're having to kind of walk the line between people like us that have that feeling of nostalgia yeah. for Disney and people that are new and wanting new thrills. I mean, they have to attract yeah. everybody. Well, without getting into spoilers, I'm getting back on track. Sorry, I, I no, you're good. Untracked this. this. I thought is... it was really good. I enjoyed it. You know, I don't want to give anything away because you get a lot from the trailers. Jesse Plemons is in it, who right. plays the bad guy. Who's that? He's a uh, Fat Damon. <laughs> He's he was. You didn't watch Breaking Bad, but he had a big part in that. Did you ever watch? I Friday? didn't watch Breaking Bad. You did? Yeah. Who was he? He was the um, the psycho. Todd was Todd his name. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, you know, he's also in Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Um, I know exactly. He's, like, about. Oh, he's in Fargo. Yeah, better, I, one of the better I, seasons. I, of of course, I watch Breaking Bad. It's one of my favorite shows. Okay, I get I get confused because you haven't watched so many great shows. Like that, what? The Office. The that's, Office. That's the only yeah. one. Other comedies. <laughs> you say that I hate sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he plays the villain. He's a, like a Nazi, and he's awesome. That's cool. Um, and I, I just really enjoyed it. It's great for a popcorn movie. I mean, you know, I would recommend for, if you want to get the wife and the girls. I think y'all enjoy it, especially mm-hmm. on your system and everything. We uh, we got um, <coughs> Dark Spider is the last one that we bought on um, Dark Spider, whatever oh. it's called. Um, <laughs> Black Widow. Yeah, that one on the premium. <laughs> but uh, I wasn't ready to drop another thirty bucks quite yet. Yeah, <clears throat> there are some movies coming up that down the pipe that I will probably go see in the theater. I mean, nothing, have, my, nothing my kids will want to see. You have an amazing setup and a great sound system, but to me, you just can't beat a movie theater. I still enjoy it quite a bit. As I've said before, next James Bond and the new Top Gun. Those are the two that I will not. Shouldn't Top Gun be coming out soon? When is that? I don't know. I mean, gosh. 
And James yeah. Bond, too. Coming close to the danger zone. So yeah. imagine highway. Here. We're on a highway to it. Speaking of, <laughs> have you seen the trailer for or watched the Val Kilmer documentary that's on Amazon Prime? No, I'd really... I'd, plan on watching it this week yeah i would like to watch that too i have not watched it yet but i'm i'm super interested it's a lot of his um, his own footage. footage yeah i mean it seems almost kind of like a a vanity project like you're making the documentary about your life i don't know i mean i, I could be wrong but um well especially pre-cell phones and all that stuff that those are those types of things are fascinating i don't sure. know if you saw the one punky brewster or her real name Sully Moon Sully Fry. Fry. sounds like she kind of did the same thing yeah um no i don't i don't but I didn't pre, watch that yeah, one. people that filmed everything pre. I, I wish I had a camera growing up and I had filmed more stuff. Mm -hmm. Or my family didn't even have a camera, a movie camera. Yeah, we so didn't either. We, don't we never did. Of, yeah, we have zero. We have one. Our family as a whole made a um, human uh, or like a raising a family video that my mom made for Stanford. So that's mm -hmm. about it. Okay. Uh, mm, Joe Bob Briggs, who is a famous late night horror host. Yeah was doing an interview with uh, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, uh, several years ago. And he was saying that he was, quite frankly, amazed that the output of movies had not increased with the advent of cheap camera technology and cell phones. Because he basically said, there's nothing keeping you from shooting a whole movie on an iPhone. Yeah. Like, like, if you've got a dream and you've got a passion, you really don't have an excuse now. Yeah. So you, you, should, you could make anything you want. And he's like, and people would love to see it. He loves finding these like offbeat, crazy low budget films to watch and, and so the angry video game nerd or joe bob briggs joe bob briggs i mean he still does uh shutter which is kind of the netflix for horror movies he still has a reoccurring show on shutter oh really yeah he does he does the uh i think it's at the drive-in with joe bob briggs and they do christmas specials and valentine specials and all kinds of stuff so. the only thing i would worry about if i because we talked about it on a previous podcast is making a movie when you come up every weekend i think that would be fun but oh, that would be cool yeah but the only drawback i would think is sound I mean, I think you can overcome would you, it. Could you hook up like a boom mic to a? Uh, I mean, you could. You could iPhone? hook up a, a boom mic, or you could hook up a. You could run sound on a laptop. I mean, there's a hundred things you could yeah. do. You know, we could figure it out, and we would always test it and see. And then maybe like a Steadicam thing or sure. whatever that would hold. You it. could buy a cell phone Steadicam on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah, a cell phone. I mean, a Steadicam harness for a cell phone. <clears throat> yeah, I would be totally into that, man. I, I think Joe Bob Briggs is the last of the horror movie hosts. I can't think of anybody that's still doing it. You know, Cassandra Peterson is still milking Elvira into <laughs> the grave. She doesn't host stuff, but she just published her autobiography earlier this year. Okay. Or sometime. It's either due sometime this year or it came out earlier this year. Um, I was a big fan of her when I was a kid. Yeah, I used to love watching Movie Macabre with her on WTTO late at night. It was that and um, the Midnight Special with Wolfman Jack, the live concert footage show. <laughs> yeah. I used to love that stuff. Um, but yeah, so I was, I was a huge Val Kilmer fan. And if you grew up in the 80s, it was impossible to miss Val Kilmer. Oh, he yeah. had... Things like, of course, Top Gun, Real Genius, uh, Top Secret. He oh, just was all over secret. the place. He was all over the place. We watched, Livia had never seen Top Secret. Oh, it's a and great so we movie. watched Top Secret about a month ago. It's a great, great, great film if you've never seen it. Real Genius, completely, infinitely quotable film. Tombstone. Uh, yeah, Tombstone. Doc Holliday, yeah, iconic. He's your, he's your Huckleberry. I mean, just great. Uh, yeah, I mean, just it's he's a, he is a pop culture icon. Very sad about what he's going through now, so... But it'd be yeah. interesting to watch this documentary. Yeah. I'll watch it. I, I'll sure give any damn documentary. You know, we watched a documentary about onion rings. I can certainly watch it. <laughs> yeah. Have we gotten any feedback on that? That's a great documentary. It was a really good documentary. So, uh, and I, I love all the stuff that Netflix is doing too, like the movies that made us and the toys that made yeah. us. And I was watching the Back to the Future one yesterday. And I watched it a couple days ago myself. So, well, Eric Stoltz. 
Yeah, God, what a miss for him. So I, uh, well, it's really interesting to me, like how he completely missed the tone and vibe of the film. That he was like, oh, somebody would be horrified if they went back. And Bob's like, I don't think so, bud. <laughs> yeah, you're off on this. Or and also how razor thin you come to some of these guys, these especially these Hollywood producers, to either being a genius or a total moron. Like the same guy that was like. His name should not be Professor. It should be Doc. And they were like, you know, you're right. But he's also the same guy that was like, this should not be called Back to the Future. This should be called Spaceman from Pluto. Yeah, Spaceman from Pluto. Like, how terrible would that have been? He's, in one hand, he's like a genius. and the other hand, he's a moron. You cast a wide net, you know. You you keep throwing stuff over the wall and see what sticks. I thought that was great. I love love that. And I love the toys that made us, too. Yeah. So what was the other big thing that we both watched this week? The gotta throw the on there. The Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. which is also just came out on HBO Max. Literally um, came out this like when you hear this, it'll have been two weeks ago. Right? Yeah, just a James or no, Gunn. More than that now, yeah, probably guess, like a month. month. Yeah, sorry, my timeline's off. Yeah, James Gunn, mm-hmm. who was uh, unceremoniously shit canned from Marvel and picked up by DC and then yeah. rehired by Marvel yeah. after time passed. After time passed, so this was his vision of the suicide squad and it is rife with all the tropes that you know and love about james Gunn. oh yeah it's like most noteworthy to me the soundtrack yeah the soundtrack was spot on he yeah. did a great job with the soundtrack so you tell me your impressions of the movie uh i mean i highly enjoyed it again i don't think i've given a bad review here lately but um i love i think i really like james gunn a lot because I love the Guardians movies are two of my favorite Marvel movies. The second Guardians movie, I think, is one of those rare... I think it's better than the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though this is a movie about total a-holes, I mean, every one of them are just... They're all miserable people because the premise, if people don't know it, is you know, they're all villains that get recruited to do these missions. And they're actually called Task Force X, but they... They're really the Suicide Squad. Right. So, they're they're kind of down low name. So anyway, yeah. Squad. But my the point of me rambling there was that even though these are horrible people, it still has a lot of heart sometimes. Mm-hmm. But then they're also it's just hilarious. It's just so much better than the movie from five years ago. Well, I mean, they just you know you've heard the phrase "honor among thieves." Yeah, I mean, they kind of have this, and they, I mean, and they kind of preface this in the end. They're like, "These are your brothers and sisters for the extent of this mission." Yeah. Um, so. And several times, different characters talk about how hard they are not okay with things being done to kids. Right. Did you catch that? Like two separate characters, they're like, you can't do that to kids or something. Yeah. So, uh, which is the thing you always hear about prisons, you know, the people that get the worst yep. treatment in prison are, you know, kid people that do horrible things to children. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I interrupted you. What did you think? Man, I really dug it. I don't want to, um, the movie's still fresh, so I don't want to discuss any spoilers, but it did kind of have that. Um, James Gunn vibe to it, um, and again, I, I won't I won't give anything away here, but kind of a MacGuffin head fake in there that I really enjoyed, and really um, it, he got his hook into my wife pretty bad um, because she really didn't know anything about this, and it, it just kind of she was one of those jaw drop moments for her, yeah, um, which I really enjoyed as well. But I, I did think it had a lot of heart. Um, I'm gonna say that the Harley Quinn shtick is starting to run a little thin for oh, me. Oh yeah, agreed. Um, I think she does after, great in the role, but I just does, don't like the character. She does much. great in the role, but it just is. I like. I need a. I, I say the same thing about Ryan Reynolds and uh, The Rock, which is you are the same, 
oh, and yeah. every single thing. Now Margot Robbie is not, but I mean, like Harley Quinn just doesn't have range. Yeah, the character doesn't have range, but they're just they're all oversaturating themselves. And I understand you got to strike while the iron is hot, but I feel like it would be. And I think Ryan Reynolds kind of took that note because he hasn't really had a starring vehicle since Deadpool two. Yeah, uh, he's got one coming out that looks really good. I think next week called uh, was it Extra Man. Um, the free guy, free guy. Yeah, so he's got free guy coming out in the next couple weeks, and that looks really, really good. But he's the same thing. Like I, I say this all the time. If you're a one trick pony, your one trick better be pretty good. Yeah. And you gotta, you know. Uh, well, I think Hollywood fix. had felt that way about him prior to Deadpool. He was really on a downward trajectory. Sure. Until, but that role is the perfect role oh, for yeah. him. I mean, he was yeah. made to play that role. Yeah. But I think it's been good that he's kind of pulled back and pumped the brakes a little bit. And he also, toward the end of his like big run before Deadpool, was trying to do some more different and deeper type stuff. So, yeah. I mean, kudos to him for understanding that. And kudos to him for maybe pulling back a little bit and realizing he was getting oversaturated. So, um, well, I want to talk more in depth about the Suicide Squad. So, this sure. won't come out for a month from now, probably. Yeah, I, so I, I, let's I, do say from here on spoilers about okay. Suicide to, to go Squad. back for one second. I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad, and I'm not trying to say that like the Harley Quinn character made oh, it yeah. unenjoyable for me. It's just like I, after Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, and this, where it's all very one note, yeah. I don't know that I would be interested in another thing like another. Well, it was good that she wasn't in basically half the movie, it felt like. Right, yeah. She was, she, and I, because again, I think James Gunn understands that. She punctuated yeah. little parts of the movie. And now there is one sequence with her that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's let's go ahead. We both said that we've enjoyed the movie. Yeah, we totally think it's it worth watching. Yeah. If you have access to it, please go see it. Here on out, whatever the time mark is here. 13 minutes and 25 seconds. Thirteen twenty-five forward, <laughs> spurlers. Yeah, so through the rest of this. So. so we already touched on this a little bit. The MacGuffin in the beginning is they have this all-star cast of villains yeah. that they assemble and is going on this mission and they set it up and really yeah. get you invested. And well-known actors, too. Well-known actors and, and get you in and get you invested and then unceremoniously massacre <laughs> all of them. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Pretty much all of them, yeah. Yeah. But that was great. Yeah, they were literally, you know, wiped off the face of the earth, starting with Pete Davidson, who he tends to rub some people the wrong way, it feels like. And so I'm sure there were a lot of people happy to see him go out mm -hmm. the way he did immediately. But uh, yeah, that's how they pull Harley Quinn out is having her get captured and then you don't really see her again. Mm -hmm. Her and Flag. Yeah. Oh, and Flag, yeah. Um, but I thought that was great. And he even brought back Jai Courtney, Captain Boomerang. Mm -hmm. Just to kill him. Yeah. Who was in the first movie, along with Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn. They're the only three, I think, right? Mm -hmm. I think you're right. And, uh, I mean, Jai Courtney's a you know, big-time actor. And, uh, yeah, he came back for five minutes <laughs> to get killed, which was crazy. I was not well, expecting I, that. I also like the long setup with... Um... I can't think of what his character name is now. Michael Rooker's character. Oh, yeah. Where, like, they start the movie with him, and they focus the movie on him, yeah. and they totally set it up to where he's going to have some big part, and he's like, they just make him out to be some complete B.A. Yeah. And then he just turns into a puddle of goo. Yeah. When the, and runs. And runs when the shit hits the fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was really, really well done. And I, I liked Weasel. I thought Weasel was funny. Yeah. You know, so it was it was, a, it was definitely, it was a great head fake. And it, like I said, when, when all those people started dying, my, Libby literally sat up on the couch and was like, what the F? She's like, really? <laughs> Is She's that like, what got her? Yeah, got that's what got her. <laughs> yeah. Um, what'd you think about the big bad? Because she, she was like, there's a lot of people in this. <laughs> yeah. So. What did you think about the big bad, the Starro? Uh, interesting. Um, uh -huh. I, I thought it was... 
it could have used a little more development and backstory. I just kind of felt like it was so focused on all the rest of what was going on that it you didn't really get a lot of yeah you know a lot of what the deal was with him or where he was from or any of that stuff or like I get why he was angry yeah and I get why he was bent on destruction but they could have done a little bit more in my opinion to I wondered why they had to have the generals in addition to the dude um, I don't know his name he's on Doctor Who with all the needles mm-hmm. and stuff yeah, sticking out Brainiac of his head or whatever his name was yeah I wondered why they didn't just make him the focal point of the evil you know and have all the I mean evil I think you had to have a well you had to have a plot device that okay so the Starro project was actually an American defense yeah, I project and so they were a until that coup they were friendly with the United States so them going in and taking it over was kind of the impetus of why the task force x had to go there okay and so they had to have a they had to have an inciting event that basically took that from being a u.s yeah weapon to being a foreign weapon yeah what was i um, think that's why they had to do i mean i guess you could have just had him turning yeah you know turning against everybody all of a sudden but i think i think it actually worked a lot better plus like i think it was interesting to have the for the parts that harley quinn was in it the way her i mean like if he wanted to have the big flashy yeah. animated Roger Rabbit yeah. live action sequence that that it had. Yeah. He had to have a way to get her. you know, there had to be a reason for her yeah. to be there. Which I loved loved that sequence. Oh, yeah. That was a great sequence. And yeah. I, it, it immediately reminded me of Roger Rabbit yeah. with the the way that he put the um, animation through it. Yeah. And I like the fact that when she busts out of the side of the compound like the couple of little birds fly out. <laughs> yeah. That was really well done. Well they got the biggest laugh from me that she's doing all that and they're in preparation to save her and they're halfway oh. up the wall when she mm-hmm. walks out and like what are y'all doing? Yeah I <laughs> definitely need saving. I definitely feel like too that Idris Elba was a much better fit yeah. For this whole thing than Will Smith was. But I think this is another one of those roles like The Matrix where Will Smith would be kicking himself. Because if you watch this movie, the, it was great. And Idris Elba was the damn linchpin of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, he was fan, and I'm a huge Idris Elba fan. He was fantastic in it. Yeah. I mean, he was, he did not miss a beat. He went toe to toe, note for note with every single person that was in there, and he carried it, and he was awesome. Yeah. Did you feel, you know, they're making a Peacemaker series, apparently, mm-hmm. that James Gunn has directed. So, I mean, you see that if you everybody stayed till after the credits, mm-hmm. Peacemaker's still around. But a lot of complaints about the first movie is that they did double the backstory for all these people. Mm-hmm. Did you find yourself, I wish I had known a little bit more about, like, how Polka Dot Man became Polka Dot Man or mm-hmm. uh, Peacemaker became Peacemaker, even though they're stupid side characters mostly, but... Like the parts with Polka Dot Man and his mom were hysterical. Oh my god! Yeah, like I mean, like it just it's just Starro turning into his mom. Literally, James Gunn just he's very very smart about all this yeah. stuff, and he made a great movie. I, I mean, I, I I kind of agree with that. I I do think though that you can fall prey to doing too much exposition. Yeah, and I think they did good exposition on on him, and they didn't really have to give some. I mean, he he pretty much sums up how he came to be in yeah. two sentences. Yeah, you know, so. Um, I didn't. I didn't really think I could have used more of that. I, I think they will probably delve more into the Peacemaker backstory, um, and I really love his whole mo that he's like willing to <laughs> so, kill for peace. So you know, dedicated to peace, right? To kill. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I think it'll be an interesting series to watch. I, I feel like John Cena is kind of getting to be in the Rock Ryan Reynolds territory. Yeah. Now he didn't do a, a lot of comedy in the. Fast Nine. I mean, yeah. that was more of like an action role. Not just, I wouldn't say a serious role, not Oscar material or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. But I definitely think that he's kind of getting to be like you know he. Had, I I think the um, 
I can't remember the name of the Amy Schumer movie he was in, but he stole that movie. Oh uh, yeah, he um, was so. I can't remember either. Funny in that movie as her love in, or one of her love interests or boyfriends or what have you. That was hilarious. Yeah. And he was also really good in Cockblockers, yeah. which I enjoyed, which is one of those movies that I didn't hear anybody talk about. And then yeah. I watched it and he was fantastic in it. So I think all this comedic stuff is good for him, but I also think that he's got to be really careful about that. You yeah. Know? You don't want to get pigeonholed. Mm-hmm. I, I, the person that's done a really good job to me of breaking out of that, I feel like, is Dave Bautista. He's done yeah. a really good job of... He took these big action movie roles and then kind of became like the funny action movie guy. Yeah. But he's also done stuff where he was, I mean, almost a mute in uh, Hotel Artemis. Yeah. And then he actually had a really good brief but dramatic turn in um, Blade Runner movie. Yeah. Uh, so he's done some interesting stuff. In, and I really liked him in... Uh, he's Arm- going to be in Dune, too. Yeah, he was, he was great in Army of the Dead. I mean, I, I just think that he's... He's I would take yeah, job. I would take him over John Cena. If, but The Rock, if we're talking about former pro wrestlers who turned to actors, I would do The Rock and then mm-hmm. uh, Batista and then John Cena. Yeah, I don't. <coughs> excuse me. It'll inter- be interesting to see which one of them is able to pull off kind of a dramatic. If any of them are able to pull off a good dramatic turn and like find themselves a role well, where they actually have to put some weight into it. Like I noticed, it was obvious to me in Jungle Book or Jungle Cruise. Because Emily Blunt's such a great actress. And I think The Rock is just miles. I mean, he's a really good actor now compared mm-hmm. to where he was when he started. Sure. And uh, But yeah, I think Batista has a little more natural talent. But The Rock has obviously really honed his craft. He's a lot better actor than he was. Sure. Scorpion yeah, Scorpion King. King. Yeah. Yep. Or even, you know, Walking Tall or some of those from mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Oh, yeah. I, got, I forgot about that movie. Um one of the another one that's gone out of the way or out of the conscious because he makes a thousand movies, but the rundown with him and oh, that's Stifler, a great movie. That's, that's one great of my favorite. Movie. That was the passing of the baton from Schwarzenegger yeah. to the Rock Man. That's a great, great movie. Yeah, I like that movie. Watched that. Yep. Well, any final thoughts on Suicide Squad other than great movie? Watch it. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I guess I could ask you real quick, like in your pantheon of these most recent DC movies, where you would put it. Oh, it's at the top. Yeah. I mean, but that's not that's not saying much. I think you've got, you've got the Dark Knight trilogy, and then probably Suicide or the Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's where I would put it. And yeah. then Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. uh, would be the ones that I would say you have to watch. Like I would recommend to anybody. But yeah, it's really good. And I don't know if we need to revisit this in like a year, try to watch it again because the taste of that first Suicide Squad that was such a bad yeah. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Um, this one, I don't know if it's just because it's the same mostly the same people and it's so much better if that propels it up to the mm-hmm. top but I agree with you I think it's up towards the top of the DC movie this is a very last random parting shot but we can do this in two minutes have you heard uh, Quentin Tarantino's pitch for remaking Rambo or remaking First Blood no he wants to remake First Blood with Adam Driver and Kurt Russell and he wants to stick strictly to the book he wants to basically shoot the book as a script he said if he was going to not make a Quentin Tarantino movie and just make a movie to make a good, entertaining movie, he would he would cast Adam Driver as John Rambo and Kurt Russell as Sheriff, as Sheriff Teal and pretty much not make what they made. Well, you said, um, and again, who cares? This is a 30-year-old movie. Spoilers. 50-year-old book. And the book's even older. Wasn't the only... Didn't you feel like, like it... It was strictly to the book, except for the very no, end. No, no, no. I mean, it had some, oh, it it had some, have other, other, it had some other differences okay. in it. But, I mean, and Tarantino said this, and he's right. He's like, you can read 
the book out loud and it sounds like dialogue you'd see on screen. I mean, it's just a very well-written book. Again, you should absolutely 100% read First Blood. But yeah, I mean, he bites at the end. I mean, Trotman kills him. Yeah. You know, so that was why um, Paul Newman, I think it was, wouldn't play Trotman. Um, so, you know, which Richard Crenna did a great job. I thought he was fantastic. Oh, yeah, He's one of my favorite iconic. actors of that era. Yeah. The, yeah. The, his turn as the bad guy in Summer Rental is classic. <laughs> So, uh, you know, oh my gosh, the movie Smorgasbord this episode is. Listen, yep. all these good movies. Movies, movies, movies! <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyhow, well, let us know in the comments what your favorite movies are and what you did or didn't like about Suicide Squad or Jungle Book slash Cruise. Yep. And we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.